Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey Mike, welcome to podcast land. Hey Ryan, good to be back. Uh, we really need to work on a new intro. I feel like the audience might be getting a bit, uh, bit dull with that one. Should hey, we do, Ryan, should... hey Ryan, welcome back to Podcast Land. <laughs> that is excellent. Yeah, it's great go. to be here. Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, you leading the intro is great. It's, oh, yeah. you've, you've just got yourself a new job. Yeah. It was good. Um, I was wondering how your special machine to create more hours in the day was coming along. Well, I've pretty much finessed that one. I have plenty of time. Mm. And uh, it took some years to, to get there, but I do have plenty of time. Mm. And it enables me to say, so I mean, sometimes things are busier than others, but in general, um, I'm not busy. And what would be your estimate of the working population that feel like they're in your zone of having mm. available space and available time? What percent do you My sense would be? is it's probably a single digit. I imagine yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah, particularly managers, um, but pretty much most people, yeah. I think we've now worked with thousands of business owners, business yeah. leaders, and the most common thread running through every conversation I've had is that challenge of too much to do, not enough yeah. time to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, I was thinking about this the other day, um, the kind of flip the thinking from too much to do to you do too much. Because that's usually the problem. You do too much. And people who are kind of, oh, I'm flat out. I've got lots of work to do. And you go, well, flip it from the work to the business. Because there's a, um, a different perspective when you shift that level of thinking. So it's kind of, uh, I mean, it, it probably sounds quite smug, smarmy, and supercilious to say that I've, I'm, I'm not busy. Um, uh, which somebody did call what, me. Well, they call that, like, that's one of those stories like an overnight mm. success after 40 years yeah. of hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that hasn't always been the case and it's probably you know, you've had uh, significant yeah. uh, change and that's the way we've set up our business very intentionally. Yeah. Uh, your role in the business yeah. now where yeah. we value very much your uh, time as our chief product officer and do that develop and researching and thinking. Yeah. We've very much intentionally again removed you from the day-to-day -day operations of the, of the business. So, you know, that's not an accidental outcome no. and it certainly no. hasn't been a reflection of your uh, entire working no. career? Well, it's sort of, I, on, on reflection, um, I was never that great at detail. So I had a natural inclination to uh, delegate. Uh, in fact, I was pretty famous for it. In fact, people used to say, well, what does he do around here? Um, but that was because I wasn't yet in a position where my kind of not doing um, actually made a difference. So I, I probably always have had a bit of an instinct. And I've always uh, used um, assistants. You know, when I was in corporate, I would have a personal assistant, and I was from very early very good at using using them and not doing the stuff that I wasn't good at. That's probably uh, a wee bit of a the achiever as well, who is I'm not going to do things I'm not good at. I'm just going to do things I'm good at and can win on. But I've still had to work at it. I've still had to work at creating. Um, creating the structures, which meant I did less and less of what I really am not good at. Um, and, you know, operations, running things, administration is just not my gig, mm. not my jam. 
So to kind of dig into three areas there, I think uh, the first one is self-awareness. You have to mm. be very aware as a leader, what are you good at, where do you yeah. add the most value, and then how do you help, uh, how do others around you help? And that's the delegation piece, and we'll talk talk more about that. And I think the other one which we've talked about on previous podcasts is the importance of priorities, uh, mm-hmm. the acknowledgement that there is not time to do everything, mm-hmm. and you yeah. actually shouldn't, shouldn't be doing everything. So yeah. initially that skill of going, what are the big priorities in our business right now yeah. for our next milestone, for our long-term vision? Yes. And then going, which can I, which of those things can I add the most value in? And then how can the team around me, around yeah. me help? And, and there's a couple of things in there, you know, the 80-20, which we talk about a lot, the 20% of all activities that create 80% of the value, being clear about those and they are your priorities. And then your point about the team to help you is along with that self-awareness about what you're good at is respecting what others are good at and realising that, uh, you know, just because you don't value detail doesn't mean there aren't people who really relish it and are superb at it and that it's incredibly high value so you know you and i both talked about this often we may not be the world's best on process um, me worse than you but boy do we respect process absolutely love love Love. process yeah so mike no doubt delegating is great it's a term we've heard a lot it's um one of the levers we can can pull where do we start in thinking about how we do delegation yeah And delegation sounds like kind of sort of an administrative or a management thing, but actually delegation's really strategic. It's really fundamental to getting your organisation to the next level. Um, And it starts, it has to start with you decluttering. You as the leader, decluttering and going, okay, of all the things I've got in front of me right here, again, 80-20, this 20% produces 80% of the value. This 20% at the other end produces 80% of the clutter and noise and frustration and annoyance and all of that stuff. So it's taking those lower value activities and, and giving them to perhaps the next person down in the, in the chain, but for them to do the same exercise. They've now got um, higher value activities, hopefully, and their definition of low value activities has, has changed they drop those. So it's really about, we've seen this so often, it's about cascading these down like those bucket fountains in Cuba Street, you know, they kind of tip the, they fill up and then they tip out. Well, you want to create a job as, as close to the bottom and have all of those various activities in the, in the one place um, and then that frees up everybody above them. So, but it does start with you being willing to let go. And, and that's the yeah. part that people struggle yep. with most. Yeah. And I think one of the barriers to them letting go is that sense that uh, I'm, I'm just so busy myself right now and it's faster for me to do that oh. thing right now than yeah. it is to teach someone else. So yep. yeah, totally. we'll talk about how you get, get yep. past that. And as we, uh, let's call it, descend tasks in our organisations, also don't forget the value of outsourcing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. You know, yeah. we, we do this in our team well, where you yeah. know, we, we get uh, members of our team to help us with things that they're working on, but we know they're full of capacity. So we're mm. asking them, you know, is there someone else in our organisation that can help you? And if not, then what, what of this could we outsource? You know, platforms yeah. like Fiverr and Upwork and those kind of platforms be able to go, actually that, that's a 20 or a 30 or $40 yeah. an hour task. 
task that someone else is more likely to be expert in, have the ability, go and you can like capacity on demand essentially mm. to uh, mm. continue to delegate and, tasks and out. don't have that resource when you're not using it. Oh, so it's a whole lot more efficient. I, I think the only test with that is really uh, about the one thing you don't outsource is anything to do with the customer. But beyond that, you should always ask that question, do we have to do this ourselves? When you go, I shouldn't be doing this, the next question is, well, do we have to do it internally or can we outsource this? Um, and as you say, the, the, the technology and the flow of information today is such that that's a, that's a live question. Mm. So, but, but it does come down to, again, being willing to let go. You know, that kind of, uh, I always quote, uh, Lao, Tzu, you, Lao Tzu, you've heard me say this a million times. You know, when I let go of who I am, I become who I might be. You've heard that one, haven't you? I have heard yes. that one. Yes, yes, yeah, it takes my small brain a few uh, moments of processing and maybe a little bit of zen humming just yeah. to get in the right zone <laughs> to take that on board. But some incense. Yes, yeah, but yeah. I, have, I have heard yeah. that one a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why don't people declutter? Well, because they say, but all my tasks are urgent, they're all important, or... Um, the one I like is that everyone else is too busy. Like, ah, so you will do this really low value thing because you don't want to interrupt others who are doing equally low value things probably. Um, people will get upset if I don't get these things done straight away, you know, that kind of urgency piece. I think it's just a matter of habit mm. as much as anything. It's mm. kind of, well, I've always done this stuff, you know, so um, why would I delegate it? I'm going to throw a challenge in here. Oh, yeah? I don't think the path to delegation is just about letting go of your low-value tasks, what you'd perceive mm -hmm. low-value. Mm -hmm. I think delegation is a phenomenal tool to help people in your team grow as well. And sometimes as a leader, you have to let go of the stuff that you find fun that is the thing that does make the difference in the organisation mm. so the organisation can grow and other people can develop. That's so right. And we've had that situation in our own team where there's been some things that both you and I enjoy doing, feel like we yeah. can be very influential in, but for the growth of other team members, we've gone, actually, this is, this is now yours. This is um, and we've been through our process and we'll talk mm. about the different types of uh, delegation, mm. but that's an, an important part. So I don't think we shouldn't just uh, constrain our thinking to kind of getting rid of low value, yeah. low value tasks. Think about it as an opportunity for people to grow, because when people, uh, team members, go, "What is it you want from an organisation?" One of the big things that comes up in every employment survey, every yeah. engagement piece is, I want opportunities for growth. I want more responsibility, I want autonomy, and I want opportunities for growth. I want that sense of progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, that's where delegation becomes strategic. And I've just been uh, doing a module in the Active Leader Series, which is the kind of the next step up from the Active Manager Program. And the very first piece is about the leadership mindset, what you have to have as a leader in order to bring people with you and it's very much about delegation delegation to set direction so when you do that kind of strategic delegation you are handing over substantive tasks and responsibilities and you're saying now the point to this is we're headed in that direction so the first thing is you've got to get clear about what that direction looks like and how this fits and what you want from the person. And we'll talk about the kind of capability delegation. But it's a very strategic piece because it forces you to say, this is a substantive piece as it contributes to our direction here. The other one is that it delegates delegation to, uh, to have control. 
So this is, um, this is really about people who are accustomed to firefighting, that's not control. Actually, that's the opposite of control. So delegating to people to kind of solve problems for themselves rather than you solving everything, that's when you have time to kind of work out where do these fires come from? You know, so get the others to demand the, the bucket chain or, uh, you know, kind of run the bucket chain. Um, you work out why these fires are erupting. You design the systems and processes to ensure that this stuff doesn't happen. So delegation to take control, delegation to set direction, very strategic. And, and it's what makes the organisation go faster. Yeah. I'm just going to sure. reach down and grab my very old drum so that I can beat it yet again. Yeah, yeah, beat yeah. the old drum again. Yeah. And that's the, we talk about so often, the essential element of having, having development time in mm. your, in your mm. week. Yeah. Uh, the more, probably the more senior you are, the less operation you are in a business, the more important yeah, right. and, and larger scale that development time should be. But that is where we take the time to go, what's causing these fires here? Mm, what is it? Mm, mm. How could I write a delegation plan so that I can pass this off to the to the next person? How do I evaluate where I add the most most mm. value? If you are in constant firefighting, 100% busy, 100% yeah. capacity the whole time, you're in a hiding to nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, and for some people, it's chicken and egg. It's kind of, I'm too busy to delegate. And the only way to make that happen is, I guess, to break the egg and say, well, stop. You know, actually take those couple of hours, make a start on the delegation plan, <clears throat> make that start on what do I do that creates the greatest value? What do I do that somebody else could do? What is it that's the, what are my $20 an hour activities? And there are very, very, very few businesses in the world that if someone takes a couple of hours out, someone's going to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. So, Surgeon, you know, they, they leave the table for a couple of hours. Oh, that, that wouldn't work. <laughs> they normally have time for golf, well, in my observation. Well, that's but you know, true. Not, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah. we can we can get very caught up in the yep. importance of our own role oh, and yeah. what's going on. Actually, you know what? Stop for a couple of hours, yeah. do it better. No one's going to die. Yeah, by yeah. and large, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just get so busy with it. We get so caught up in our own kind of busyness. We we take on people's responsibilities, and and actually, what can happen is that if we're solving all the problems and we've got all the responsibilities, people. Rather than put their hand up and ask for more, they just go, oh, yours, <laughs> you know? As long as you're gonna do it, I don't have to. Exactly. But of course, as we said before, you know, you'll never grow the people that you've got. They'll never learn, they'll never get challenged and stretched. They'll never leave and things will never change. Mm -hmm. That's pretty grim, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not a path to greatness, that's no, for sure. No. And the point you make around giving people context is yeah. Uh, yeah. so critical. I think it's a obvious failure of leadership. So often leaders have spent a lot of time thinking about vision, about where the business is going, what the milestones mm. are, and we uh, unintentionally forget to communicate that to our, mm. to our team. And I had a fantastic discussion with one of our team members mm -hmm. this morning, mm -hmm. and very little of it was about her role mm. almost all of it was about this is where our business is going yeah. this is what we're trying to achieve this is the scale so when you think about your role that you're doing this i want you to fits. i want you to put that lens over it and go we don't want you to do the role for today's business we want you to build mm. it for tomorrow's mm. Mm. and you know that was a yet another good reminder of the importance of doing those kind of um sessions to bring yeah. your team in on the where you're headed. I mean, it's fine for us, we can quite it off top of yeah. head. We yeah. spend, yeah. you know, all week, every week thinking yeah. about where we're going and how we're going to get there. Uh, we 
need to spend more time yeah. you know, giving that insight I, I've to observed you. I've observed you doing that and I've observed you even so, you know, at the moment we've got a number of new staff and you're training them, which is another way of, of another form of delegation in a, in a sense. But I always, always observe, I, I observe how you always remember to provide context for the task. So this, you know, delegation as we use it is not about offloading your dross. Yes. It's not about dumping the things you don't want to do onto somebody else. It is about building capability around you. Even if the task you're giving somebody is a repetitive kind of transaction piece, it's still about building the capability of the organisation. Mainly in those senses, because you're not doing that anymore, so you can step up and add greater value. So that's the, you know, that's the that's the piece of, in the growth. And we have both experienced the fantastic outcome of delegating a uh, a task, a project, uh, a process to someone else, and they do it a lot better than we do. It's a very liberating moment, isn't it, <laughs> for your ego? <laughs> It is, it is. Yeah, yeah. And no, look, it's, it, it is. It's wonderful. You go, oh, gee, I, I kind of really was just mucking around with this. And somebody who's better at it, you know, when you give them the confidence to have a go, um, they do it better. It's wonderful. And again, the whole organisation sort of moves up in capability. Yeah. Mike, where do you think delegation fails most often? Uh, I think it's that bit about um, handing your dross off, handing your administrivia and your low value stuff so that you can hold on to the sexier stuff because people just go, mm, thanks for that. If, as if I wasn't busy enough, you've now dumped this stuff on me. So the delegation piece is not, you know, delegation is not abdication. It's not kind of wiping your hands of it and saying, no, nah, no more. So there's, there's a couple of bits to that. One is to make sure that when you delegate, you are actually delegating things that represent value to people. If there are things that actually nobody wants to do, you should look at either not doing them or outsourcing them. Um, and simplification is always a good thing. So, And I'd add to that often uh, automation or totally. process, you know, there's a lot of things that you can, that you know, maybe have been a uh, challenging manual process or a drudgery yeah. manual process that actually yeah. you can, most of those things you can build automation around now to do it better. So, you so can. And a lot of stuff that we do, we do because we've always done. And so we keep doing it. So, so I think in the first instance, um, not just abdicating the, the lowest value stuff, being clear about it. And then I think also making sure that you're giving people room to grow as well. Um, you might, you know, there might be lower value things that, that you are going to delegate. Giving them to the right people so that they actually are within their skill sets and represent a little step up maybe, or just more responsibility or confidence or whatever. Uh, but the, the, yeah, it, it fails largely because people just resent giving, being given more work without explanation, context, or kind of how this relates to me. And I think that abdication bit is, hey, I've been doing this for three years. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm throwing it to you. Yeah. No thought around what's actually involved in this process. What's the knowledge that I have that you may maybe no. don't have have yet? Just kind of chucking the past down the line and Pretty hoping much. for an outcome. Yeah, yeah I guess that's, that's right. That's a good way of putting it, actually. The abdication piece, is it has two things. One is that it's dross to start with. And second is that there's no help or support. You just get... You know, you turn up to work Tuesday morning and suddenly I've got this thing to do. My boss has just given me this thing to do and I'm doing it from now on. No, no kind of help, support, thought about 
how this work has to get done. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about we at the Breakthrough think there are two clear types of delegation, task and and capability. Can you take us through those two types? uh, Look, it's it's only one way of cutting it and some things are a bit of task and a bit of capability, but I I think it's just a useful way of thinking about the two extremes, if you like, um, and how to mix your delegation process so it's not just abdication. So with the task piece, that's really about showing someone how to, this is something that's maybe repetitive, maybe just has to be done a certain way, um, is sort of transactional if you like. Um, You'll take time to show the person how to do it, you will watch them do it, and then you'll kind of progressively step back and let them get on with it. Uh, Check in from time to time, making sure they're okay with it, but generally, once it's done, it's signed off and done, and you know, that, that's off your table. So that's task delegation. I've got a ex- good example yep. of task. Uh, Malena, I saw her teaching uh, Lisa how to do our learning management system upload of learners. Yep. So when we bring a, a new uh, cohort of learners on, they obviously have to be added to the learning management system. We have a a semi-automated process which Mm. allows us to fill in a spreadsheet and upload it automatically. Mm. And I saw her do that. She walked Lisa through the spreadsheet. Uh, Lisa watched Milena do it the first time, showed it. Mm. Next time, Lisa was doing it and Milena was observing it. And then from there on, Lisa has been able to take it on and Milena was like, hey, if you have any troubles with this, I'm here to to help and we'll just check that that the process is going going well. Actually, it's a a good way to think about it in in a way is that when we think about delegation, we're thinking about that transfer from one person to another. Actually, delegation is about learning. Delegation should be thought of as a learning, a teaching and a learning exercise with all the benefits that go with that. You know, we should reframe how we think about delegation. It's not an efficiency issue as much as a learning issue. It's a learning process. So, you know, a task that exactly as you've described that example with, with Milena and Lisa, um, there's a learning that's going on and that's going to be a different learning sort of learning from our next one which is the capability delegation and, and we've got lots of examples of that too where you know um, you want people to be able to exercise some judgment so in the task delegation there's not necessarily a lot of judgment it's usually kind of an algorithm mm-hmm. kind of thing um, the difference in teaching somebody the capability piece is that it's a conversation it's, it is a learning process, it's a learning conversation, and you will talk with them about it, you won't talk to them, you will talk with them about why this is important, where this fits, it's exactly as you said, you know, what's your role and how does that fit in the context of where the business is going. So why it's important, why you've asked them, and then a little bit about how they might approach it. So at this point, you're asking them, you know, you've given them the background, you've given them the expectations around it, perhaps at a high level, and then they need to be thinking about how they would do it. And you step back at that point in the conversation and start to coach and guide, rather than this is how you do it. You actually want people to engage, and we know that learning's hard, it's meant to be hard, and we want people, you know, if they're gonna kind of be able to take this capability on, it's because they've learned this, this role, this function, this responsibility. And we've got to have kind of respect for that in terms of it's not follow the manual, it's work out for yourself, how does this work, where do we, what sort of judgment do we use and where.
Um, so yeah, look, that kind of delegation, that capability delegation, it's a lot more time consuming for us. And so we use it for bigger and more difficult tasks and, and roles. But again, you know, when that drops down into the organization, frees us up, and we've seen this for ourselves so often and in others so often, freeing ourselves up from those things that somebody else could do. They may even be things we like doing, but somebody else can do them. They have a better day, we have a more valuable day. The thing with capability delegations is they're often almost ongoing. Yes. I think a task yes. a task delegation can often be quite a short period of time. It might be a, a, a one-off, it might be a day, a week, a month kind of yeah. the yeah. Uh, delegation and it's done. We sorted that person now knows how to do that task they're doing effectively. Yep. With capability delegation, it might be um, a small amount this month and then a bit more the month yep. after as that capability grows. You don't get capability overnight. No. And the example that came to mind for me was uh, writing the board report for our own, our own board meeting. Mm. And I think you, uh, having had much more governance experience and insight in, in doing that, has have given me good guidance over actually a series of years, mm. but you've allowed me to put my flavour to yeah. what, we, what we do. And in that process, I've been able to delegate uh, probably some of the more task oriented yeah. to our to our finance team who now do a lot of preparation of the financials and the yeah. dashboard reporting so that I can then focus on the board report but you've been you've allowed my capability to grow over a number yeah. of years yeah. um, with a little bit of coaching here and a little bit yep. of guidance there and yep. a little bit of perspective from a from a different side which has really helped and your own observations about why don't these people read this bit of the report and it's kind of well because it was in last week so last month and it was in the months before so and we're blessed with a very very, how should we describe the chairman? A very insightful, insightful and incisive and to the point. Yes. Pretty blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it, but it's true, that is right. It's um, a good example of delegation in the first instance and then that capability continuing to evolve with guidance. And that's, that's true of all of those forms of delegation and capability growth as you continually kind of provide feedback about this could, we could make this better, we could make this better, we could make that better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So look, I think in summary, uh, get past the fact that you're too busy to delegate. Yeah. Uh, stop kidding yourself. Make some time to spend the time yeah. to figure out, uh, think about the type of delegation that it is. Think about whether it's a task or a capability delegation. If it's the task orientation, then typically the process goes, watch me, then I'll watch you, mm -hmm. then I'm there to support you. Mm -hmm. And then the capability delegation a lot of context initially for why are we why are we doing this think of it in the context of how can you help that other person grow through their learning and development in the in the business yeah. and then look to approach it by supporting them over the long term to grow their capability yeah yeah and, and i think that's you know it's that idea that delegation is a learning process and therefore for the delegator uh it's a teaching process and and i think it's one of the great kind of mindsets of a leader and a manager is to be a teacher. So, challenge to you, what are you going to delegate? Uh, decide one task delegation, one capability delegation. Uh, we'd love to hear what you choose to delegate and how it worked out for you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Cheers.